welcome to the Johannesburg Church of Christ podcast. In these podcasts, we seek to know Christ and to make him known to all nations and people. May this week's message transform your thinking in the likeness of Christ as you get to know him more. Good morning, my brothers and sisters. I uh, hope you're all doing well at this point in time. Uh, it is uh, great to yet again connect together uh, through this virtual space. Uh, today we begin a new series for the month of November titled Patient Endurance. Patient Endurance. I think it is very fitting that we touch on this topic of patient endurance. Doesn't it sound like 2020 synonym? 2020 patient endurance. I mean, many of us had a different vision for 2020. Talk about 2020 vision, right? But yet again, God has the vision. We have the mission. You know, I appreciate that God is still at work and we are all in this together. God is still on his throne. This is God's kingdom and he's still our father. You know, before we dive deeper into patient endurance, our first lesson in our series for November, let's just hear two testimonies from our elderly people in the church right here in Soweto, Datemukwena and Mama Mavis, just on this topic of patient endurance. I was diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer towards the end of last year. 2019, right about October. So usually um, the healthy prostate is between um, zero and four, what is called PS reading. So that is um, a healthy prostate. So once it is 4.5, the person needs to be checked regularly. Uh, most people, when they are diagnosed, is because they are experiencing problems. And at that time, it's run about the reading of uh, 6 PSA. When I was diagnosed, however, my reading was 41. So it, it was in such a bad state that uh, the tumor had gone so big that uh, it actually blocked um, my rectum and it was pressing against my right kidney. And ultimately, I was operated on on Friday, and uh, I was taken to the theater. Then, zoom, I was knocked out. And when I woke up, uh, I was by myself. Then later, I was whisked to to my ward, and later the doctor came in and uh, said to me, the procedure was not successful. Uh, he said the tumor is so hard that they could not go through it. And the whole thing was about salvaging my kidney because it was under severe strain. Um, it was, the second operation was on, on the 8th of November. Uh, that was my birthday. The second attempt was not also uh, a success. So it, it was a devastating news. So I had to contend with the fact that uh, I had to live with 
the, it, it was a special bag that will help um, me uh, controlling the, the system. I went in, then uh, another procedure had to be taken. And this time around, it was successful because the tumor had gone down and my PSA reading had gone dramatically down from 41 to 13. Uh, right now, at the moment, I'm going uh, hormone therapy to still further reduce the, the size of the tumor. And uh, I'm hopefully, if things are going according to, to plan, by May, June, I should be starting with radiation. And each and every day, it is a journey of uh, endurance, but uh, I'm thankful to God for, for my family, my wife and my daughters, and my spiritual family, the, the church for the prayers that uh, they have been in the visit when I was in a hospital. So these are the challenges. Yeah. I am thankful to God that uh, uh, he has sustained me and is still going to carry me through in for the years to come. And for this, I'm eternally thankful and grateful. Hi everybody, um, I'm Emma May, or Mavis Peterson, from Johannesburg Church of Christ, South Africa, and Soweto region. Uh, I'm here to just share shortly my life uh, and how did I endure my life from there, from then to now. I'm so grateful that I can be able to share. Life had so many challenges, there's ups and downs. As we know, that life is a journey, and uh, there's sometimes you are low, sometimes you're at the bottom, sometimes you're up. And you know what encourages me during this time? Uh, during lockdown, then lockdown happened for the, this year, 2020. What happened then? I, I, I'm at home and I thought, church? There's no church. We're not going to church. And I thought, I'll miss the fellowship. I'll miss the, the hugging. And then there was church online. That is totally new to me. It's totally new to the mamas. We were all struggling how to do a voice note, how to do. But I'm so grateful for the platform that we have to share. And you know what? During this time, I felt like I'm more in touch with prayer. I'm more in touch with the Bible. I'm more, Osmohadi has created groups where the mamas are praying every day. So we have church like every day. Now we do, we did the book of Acts, we did Proverbs, and now we're doing uh, the book of uh, Psalms and uh, the women in the Bible. And it's amazing how we learn from each of us. And you know, during lockdown, uh, I was at home and then more family members is joined and I, and I felt like, wow, what's going to happen now? We are so many. We were four, now we are seven. And then there was challenges. Sometimes we bump against each other. I rub each other wrong. I'm, I'm feeling I'm in control. This is my house. But then I have to learn my character gets molded. I need to have faith. I need to persevere. I need to endure because it's testing times. It's time for my faith. It's time for me to, to, to really know, to run to God. Where do I go? Matthew eleven twenty eight. where do I go? To God, he said, invitation, he says to me, come to me when you are burdened. Because sometimes I feel tired. Sometimes I'm weary. I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to do. But I'm so grateful for this platform that we know we can run to God. Through all my struggles, all my temptations, and with all when I'm anxious, when I'm sick, come to me. Do not worry, do not fret. Uh, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, make your request. And I'm thankful, brothers and sisters, all around the globe. I'm so thankful. Whatever you need to do, take do whatever it takes to keep the faith, to keep on keeping on, to keep on encourage one another. First and foremost, if your relationship with God is number one. Amen. God bless. Powerful testimonies 
from Ntatemukwena and Mama Mavis. I think it is a lot to ask for uh, when you ask someone to endure. But even more uh, when you ask somebody to patiently endure. That's, that's, that's like asking double word. But yet this is what God wants for his people. You know, when we talk about patient endurance, I can't help but think of a character in the Bible who's had to endure patiently. He was 500 years old when he had his first child or children. Talk about patience. God instructs him to build a life-saving huge boat that would take him just over 100 years. Talk about patience. He had to feed his family, feed wild animals, feed creatures and birds, all of these according to their various kinds. If that is not endurance, I don't know what endurance is. You know, he had to endure flooding for 40 days plus a further 150 days while the water receded. You know, altogether, Noah and his family had to endure this lockdown for over 12 months. I mean, church, that's level five lockdown for 12 months. That's a lot. And I see everything. I see all of these things together. But you know, I've been to the zoo. You can't help, but there are certain smells that stick to you when you go to the zoo. It's not like it's a wonderful aroma. You walk around and think, oh, this smells wonderful. But man, there's sometimes the stench that comes from appreciating all the animals in the zoo. So I don't know how it was like for Noah and his family going to feed all these animals in the animal sections of the ark, but that must have taken a lot of endurance. It must have been tough. Let's read together. In Genesis chapter 8, verses 1 to 5. Genesis 8, verse 1 to 5. The Bible says, But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heavens had been closed, and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of 150 days, the waters had gone down, and on the seventeenth day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the tenth month, and on the first day of the tenth month, the tops of the mountains became visible. We'll stop here for just a moment. You know, church, I know and have also felt how tough and how rough things have been for many of us this year. You know, like our testimonials, some have had to have 
a lot of health scares this year, where some have had their chronic ailments uh, going from bad to worse. Some of us have had to suffer mental illnesses like depression and anxieties of all kinds. Talk about finances. Talk about job security, pay cuts, hours cut. It has been a lot to endure. You know, church, just to meet together. It feels like a part of you has been taken away, right? Many of our churches meet in public schools and the districts have not allowed third parties in their schools. You know, I want to take this opportunity to thank the COVID committee on their great work in continuing to advise the church. But it is a very challenging time for all of us to meet physically on top of all the things that we've had to endure together this year. Yep, our endurance has been tested. But here's something else. And even if the districts would allow meetings in their venues, but just like Noah, the water has not receded. COVID numbers continue to escalate. In fact, the government has warned of a second wave. The economy is still at its weakest. Job losses still on the rise. Pay cuts still on the rise. Church, the water has not receded. What do you do? You know, the Bible says Noah and his family, after 10 months, began to see the peaks of the mountains. I, I, I just want to be in that boat and, and be 10 months in it, and then all of a sudden see the peak of a mountain. I can imagine the, the excitement. I can imagine the joy of just looking at the peak of a mountain. You know, it is in these small, small victories that we can celebrate. We've seen many baptisms this year. That, that is the peak of the mountain. You know, we've seen people getting more and more closer in their discipling relationships. That is the peak of the mountain. We've seen our very own children, or some of us, getting baptized into, into the kingdom. That is the peak of the mountain. We see marriages coming together even in this lockdown. We see families coming together. We see disciples continue to connect together. That is the peak of the mountain. We need to draw hope. We need to draw perseverance from just seeing the peak of the mountain. Do you see any peak of the mountain? Or all you see is water surrounding you. You see, church, in as much as the water has not receded, but at the 10th month, they saw the peak of the mountain. You know, I'd like to borrow from the hospital language. 
while you are admitted in a hospital, right? You know, everybody rushes you to uh, to the hospital. Uh, we give way for ambulances to get people to the hospital. There's there's such a rush to get you to the hospital because it's an emergency. But have you noticed while you are settled in the hospital that you're always waiting? You wait for your results. You wait for your medication. You wait for the doctor. The doctor is always coming. You wait for family and friends to come and visit you. You wait. You wait in hospital. That's why they call you a patient. Because you wait. You know, we too have to have patience, which is one of the fruit of the Spirit. To have patience, to say God will see us through, but celebrate the peak of the mountain. Now, Noah and his family only saw the peak of the mountain after 10 months. That is patient endurance. 10 months in the ark, but they saw the peak of the mountain. Let's continue to read in verses 6 to 12 of Genesis chapter 8. After 40 days, Noah opened a window he had made in the ark and sent out a raven. And it kept flying back and forth until the water had dried up from the earth. Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove could find nowhere to perch because there was water over all the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again. But this time it did not return to him. Well, how about that? Noah and his family are still in the boat and they decide to use some wisdom to see if it's safe to go out. So Noah decides to open the window. At least now he can open some window. He decides to open a window, sends out a raven and later a bird. You know, ravens, ravens are birds that, that live on high cliffs. And they eat off the flesh of dead animals. Ravens are quite independent birds. And these are, these are, these are birds that are go-getters, quite independent. You know, the raven was sent out. It went back and forth and eventually did not return to the ark. But that did not mean that it was safe to go out. The water had still not receded or reached levels for them to go out. But because it can survive in high cliffs and can feed off carcasses, it was okay for it to not return. Still, the time had not come for Noah and his family to get off the boat. Patient endurance. 
It still wasn't time. So Noah sends out a dove. The dove comes back to him. And seven days later, it's sent again. It then comes back with an olive leaf in its beak, signaling that at least there's some plant growth happening. And then the third time, the dove does not come back. You know, doves quite dependent on each other. Doves walk on the surface of the ground. They live in trees and, and then make their nests in trees. They feed on insects on the ground. And so it was important that it at least would see food on the ground for it to stay. So that must have signaled, I'm sure to Noah and his family, the dove doesn't come back. I'm sure this is good time for them to go out, right? This is good time to go out. Well, wrong. It still wasn't good time for Noah to go out. Patient endurance. You know, it is important, church, to acknowledge that as a church, some of us are ravens and some of us are doves. You know, ravens want, want to go out. They want to live, man. Yes, they will put on their masks. It's still not safe, but they will take their chances. You know, they, they want to get and in, in, interact with people. They, they just want to be out there. They understand the risks. They, they have been cautioned and they understand all the recommendations. But, but ravens want to go out. And because they, they live in the cliffs, it's okay for them. But some of us are doves. We want a vaccine. We are waiting for the announcement uh, by the president uh, for the vaccine. You know, we will wait just a little bit longer to step out. I think it is important for ravens and doves to work together. We have to understand where everybody is at. And that's why I appreciate the COVID committee so much. Because we all have to understand where everybody is at. And we have to bear with one another. But church, here's the thing. Even when the dove had settled, it still wasn't good time for Noah to go out. It still wasn't time for Noah to go out. Let's read together Genesis 8, 13 to 16. By the first day of the first month of Noah's six hundred and first year, the water had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, Come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. You know, the following year, on the first of the month, Noah opens the covering of the ark. 
and he sees the ground. He is able to see the ground. But still, it's not time to go out. Church, Noah and his family goes out of the ark on the 27th of the second month. This is two months later, after they have opened the covering and see that the ground is dry. He goes out, church, only when God says, come out. Noah opened the window. He used his intellect. He used his wisdom. He used the birds. I mean, what an incredible test to check if he can, if he can go out. Still is not time to go out. He, he, he opens the covering. I don't know if the covering is the door or, or what the covering means, but, 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 but he can see the, the ground. He could see the ground for himself. But two months after seeing the ground for himself, he goes out only when God told him to come out. You see, church, it is from God that we await our freedom. We can celebrate the peak of the mountains. We can celebrate that there's a fact, the fact is we can peek through the window. We can celebrate that, man, you know, the ground is there. We can see it. It's just right there for us to go out and step on it after 12 months. But we wait on God. You see, it is, it is on waiting on God's instruction. It is depending on God to say something. It is not depending on our wisdom. It is not depending on our intellect. But it is depending on what God says. When God says, come out, then we are coming out. It is from God. We celebrate that from God's own mouth. patient endurance. You know, from the door of the ark to the surface of the earth was two months of waiting. Two months of waiting. I don't know how hard is that. Two months of waiting, you can see the ground. But church, it is God who says it and they go out. How willing are we to wait on God? How willing are we to wait on God's own voice to say something. The end goal, Noah gets out of the ark. He sacrifices some of the animals and the birds, the clean animals and the birds. And God smells this aroma. The end goal is we will step out. We will step out of, of all of this. We'll come back to corporately worship God again. We'll step out and and, and, and man come together to worship. That is the aroma I'm looking forward to. But at the moment, we wait patiently. We endure with what we need to endure with patiently. You know, I believe, church, as we go through this series, this is the first of the many lessons we will learn on patient endurance. I pray that God guides us and God gives us God gives us wisdom as we wait patiently and endure patiently. 
May God bless you. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, Mudumaka, thank you so much for the time that you've given us today. Lord Almighty, we thank you for your mercy and for your grace. We thank you, Honorable Father God, for giving us this example in Noah, that even after 12 months, Heavenly Father God being in the ark, he waited for your instruction. Father God, the temptation was to use his wisdom and his intellect to test if the ground indeed has been dry. Father God, I really do pray, Honorable Father God, that we will bear with one another, whether it be ravens or doves among us, that we will be patient with one another. But even more importantly, Heavenly Father God, we will wait on your voice. We will depend on hearing your voice. And when we hear your voice, we will move. It is in you we have our being. It is, you in, it is in you that we move. Guide us always, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray all these things. Amen.